hello and welcome to yet another edition of Terrace House Mafia. Um, I'm Nick. I'm Noelle. And um, we just watched an episode of Terrace House that I would describe as historic. <laughs> um, yeah. I would describe it as um, dense, action-packed, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you, what did you, oh, top, I've been wanting to talk to you about this episode for like two days. I just rewatched it again. So we would, so it would be very, very fresh in my memory. Um, what, what's, what was your reaction to this episode? Just top level. It was probably the best episode of Terrace House I've ever watched. I, yeah, kind of, right? Mm-hmm. At the very least, like if what you want is combat, if you want blood, <laughs> this is the best episode of Terrace House of all time. If you want um, the most genuine drama like yeah. purely yeah. like real genuine drama actual genuine drama mm-hmm. which is weird because it's like it's a genuine drama with all this like weird meta stuff sprinkled into it like all right I, we should so we should just we should start at the top so huge mm-hmm. cliffhanger last week um Risiko reveals haruka's feelings for kenny in front of him they have a mini fight in the kitchen she goes into kenny's into the boys room where kenny's chilling alone and just starts mm-hmm. crying and that's where it leaves off so yep. this opens with that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, Haruka goes into the room with Kenny and just kind of confesses to him, I guess, that she's interested. Yeah, um, pretty much. And he's like, he kind of dances around his answer of like, oh, you know, I think all three of you are cute. And then like, mm-hmm. she basically is like, dude, I, I honestly, I would prefer it if you would just give me a straight answer. And he gives, he does exactly what she asks, right? He gives her a straight answer. He's like. Honestly, I don't really see you as a potential partner. I don't see myself having romantic feelings for you. Um, sorry, and I sneezed. Sorry. Right. <laughs> um, so she got she got the answer she, she wanted. Well, not the answer she wanted, but she got an answer. Right. I didn't feel much passion from Kenny, but but he did tell her straight up. He did. He he seemed as passive as ever. You know, he so still hasn't passive. been cured of that. Um, His facial expression is just the same for any scene. <laughs> It kind of is. I've never seen him emote, really. That's a good point. He must have been um, through some crazy shit in life because he was just so unaffected. Well, he's he's older than everyone else in the house combined. So I, yeah. I guess, <laughs> I guess he's, that's possible that he's lived a, a long life. He's just jaded. Um, <laughs> Probably. Yeah, it's interesting because like it. <laughs> I, I watched this episode twice. The first time I watched it with the American music and then the second time I watched it with the Japanese music because if I'm going to watch mm-hmm. it twice, I might as well see both. And I know I keep harping on the music, and I, I will maybe slow down on that at some point. But <laughs> since this is a, yet another episode I saw both versions of, I have to admit that like that that scene ends with um, with Haruka being like, "So we'll just be friends then?" And he's like, "Yep, yeah, sounds good." And it's this like bittersweet but kind of nice moment trying to save it. And in the Japanese version, it leads into that church's song, and in the American version, it leads into the American title, which is that horrible, oh my god, like auto tune pop punk song. And I just I. <laughs> I think that the church's song was a better fit in this particular scene. That is my position on this matter this time. Now that I've heard the American song, every time I hear the church's song, I kind of like it because I know that it's like the lesser of two evils. It is absolutely the lesser of yeah. two evils. Perfect, <laughs> perfect description. Um, so, so after that scene, we get this scene in the girl's room mm-hmm. that is kind of this the centerpiece of this episode right it's mm-hmm. this ex- super extended protracted fight between haruka and risiko where <laughs> haruka's like yeah i went in and told kenny uh, that i was interested and he said he wasn't and risiko was like oh i'm sorry and haruka's like she laughs a little bit i think and she's like i mean you said you're sorry but you're 
you're not really mm-hmm. sorry, are you? And Rizuko's like, nope, no, I'm not. And Hargo's <laughs> like, I didn't think so. Um, who, like, as you were watching this scene unfold, who, who were, I, like, whose side did you feel more drawn to, if there is such a thing? Rizuko, easily. Since Interesting. the very beginning, and still. I mean, okay. All right. Why? I are you on Haruka's side? I, I still, like, Risiko is still my favorite of the two characters. She's, mm-hmm. she's I find her more likable. I um also think that Risiko is a kind of a sociopath in this scene. Because <laughs> she's, she just seems to have no understanding of why mm. what she did was a little bit fucked up. She, I think she really doesn't get it. Like, I think she, because Harpa's like, I've never heard of anyone telling someone in front of their crush that they have a crush on them. And Risco's like, what, you wanted me to just sit there and watch? And it's like, I mean, kind of, yeah. Like, that's kind of the unspoken. When someone tells you like a secret about someone they're interested in, you maybe don't drop that bombshell in front of the dude deliberately. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't feel like they have a relationship where they're they're telling each other secrets in a friendly way. Right. I don't well, feel like they're ever friends, though. They were not. You're right about that. Yeah. But also, Haruka was the one who, over the past two or three episodes, has been kind of pressuring, uh, pressure. Or Risiko has been pressuring Haruka to put this stuff out in the open more and be like, let's talk openly about how we feel about this guy. That's true. And remember there was that, there was mm-hmm. that breakfast scene where Harko is like, yeah, I'm just not really comfortable with that. I think that's weird. Mm-hmm. And then she did in a way, she did kind of let her guard down and it kind of bit her in the ass. That's true. I, I still, I still don't have a good handle on, do you think Risako, when she said that shit in front of Kenny, was she being thoughtless or was she being tactical? I I think she was ticked off and she did it on purpose. It okay. seemed like afterwards when they talked about it, I mm-hmm. feel like Nisako admitted that at one point. Right. Basically, she says, yeah. I can't let you two just do whatever you want in front yeah. of me. That's irritating to me. You yeah. want me to just sit back and watch? Which yeah. to me makes me think that Risiko thinks that it's normal behavior to like actively, deliberately, like ruthlessly sabotage <laughs> a relationship that you find threatening. And I don't, I kind of don't think that that's regular. That's definitely mm-hmm. not regular Terra's house behavior. What you do is you sit there while these two people flirt in front of you and you suffer for like 17 episodes and then you go home. <laughs> I, I don't even understand why I side with Nisuko, mm-hmm. but I just feel like there's some underlying stuff that's going on where for some reason I can feel for her more. Yeah, I mean, I, I do still, at the end of the day, like her more. Yeah. And that argument to and- me, it seemed like Haruka is just controlling in general. Like, mm-hmm. she's just trying to control Nisuko's personality or even just, even like Kenny. Or I feel like if, if she can't control a situation, Haruka just gets so angry. And the, to yeah. me, it seems so hard to live with someone like that. Right. And also not to be totally like mathematical about this, but I've been rewatching earlier episodes this season with like friends and family. Cause now that it's out on Netflix, everybody's watching it. Yeah. And like in Risiko kind of had dibs, you know, like she kind of, if if I if memory serves, she was interested in Kenny first, and then Haruka was like, "I'm going to bring my guitar and get Kenny to teach me how to play guitar," and like yeah. did her whole systematic clinging onto whichever dude that someone else was interested in thing. And and in a way, I think part of my brain still 
totally. uh, holds that against her. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Isako and Kenny obviously have like a bit of a banter already. And I think it seems to me that Haruka's trying to break that apart. Mm-hmm. And then and then act just, innocent. <laughs> right. It feels to me like 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 there's another there's another exchange in that episode in that in that room fight where Haruka's like, I think I'm gonna start filtering how much I say in front of you. And Risiko's like, Yeah, you should do that. <laughs> like it feels like they're on two different shows. Like it feels like yeah. it feels like Haruka thinks she's on the real world and Risiko <laughs> is on Survivor. <laughs> or or the apprentice or something. Like, Haruka thinks like that the world revolves around her. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Interesting perspective on it. <laughs> like well, even so about does Kenny. Kenny. She was right. like, "I wish Kenny wouldn't say that. I didn't want to hear him say that. Like about his music and stuff." And it's like, you literally can't control what other people do or say, and like mm-hmm. that's all you're trying to do. Right. Well, speaking of people who think the world revolves around Haruka, Kenny apparently does because he said some shit to her. I guess this is later in the episode, but because uh, we don't see it happen, but everyone keeps referring to this conversation between. Kenny and Haruka, where in the moment that he told her he wasn't interested, he apparently said something along the lines of what a crazy drama you're living in now. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I didn't I don't remember that part of the argument. Or the, I don't or... think we see it happen. Yeah. But apparently he said it to her. And I noticed like because because I remember like Cowdy scolds Kenny for saying that as right. being a little bit cold or whatever. But yeah. I noticed that in in the actual line that she says, she says story, like the English loan word story instead of drama. Mm. And so she keeps she keeps asking, like, so what do you mean by like what kind of what do you mean story? Like Wait, so where are you hearing drama? That's what the subtitles say. Oh, but then when you when you listen to the Japanese, they say yeah, story. When you listen to the Japanese, it's the it's the word I'm story. I'm gonna have to go listen to that right now. <laughs> it basically does translate to drama okay so yeah. is it when so like drama like a tv drama is that what it means um yeah like a t like a tv worthy drama or like a noteworthy like like not real okay yeah. so not ordinary sugoi story yeah that's okay. yeah, pretty much like yeah, like you're dramatic as fuck. <laughs> okay, which is a fucked up thing, I guess. <laughs> which to say is to rude. Who you just told you were not interested in? Yeah, it is rude. I it's don't know. Like, wow, wonder, what a crazy. What timing though? Did he say that? I wonder. He, I don't think he. I don't think we see him say it. So I wonder if it was via text message or off screen or something. Yeah, it would have been fucked up to say it afterwards. It wouldn't have been weird if you said it maybe when she talked about how her and Isako are like fighting or something. Right, 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 right. So the peanut gallery calls that fight between Risiko and Haruka, the one of the girls' room, the mm-hmm. the biggest fight in Terrace House history. And I can't really think of any evidence to the contrary. It it definitely felt that way to me. For sure, it is. It it was just this intense. I they, I think the the their their exact words were: "We haven't seen a battle that's been this, that." this raw and unfiltered to this degree mm-hmm. um they also touched on something in the peanut gallery that reminded me of something that you and i said in the last episode of terrace house mafia which is i think uh yamachan says um wow all this over a boy and the girls in the peanut gallery are like it's not about him yeah <laughs> like, he's barely it's involved. about so much <laughs> and, and you see that they keep, they keep pulling in little things off the sidelines that they're that they were mad about, like small conflicts about like yeah. Kaori and and uh, Haruka being close and leaving Risako out, or 
Risa goes secretly smoking, which was a reveal we got this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like they want to prove something to each other by getting the the dude that they're both going for. It's not even about him. It's about like spiting yeah. each other. It, I think so too. It mm-hmm. it really feels that way. It can't be about him because Kenny's not that fucking interesting. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> Least interesting so it's person. Really, it's symbolic. He's a MacGuffin, I think. <laughs> um but yeah, I just the thing that really struck me about that fight is that it just felt like it would it was never gonna stop. It was like fifteen minutes long. Was and it if, like and they kept a guitar rock solo for the American version? Um, it was a another kind of loud, aggressive metal okay. song. Okay, okay, good. I actually, I shazammed the Japanese one because you can't really <laughs> shazam the ones that use the American version because they're royalty-free songs no one has ever heard of. <laughs> um, but in the Japanese version, they used, uh, what was it? Some <laughs> band called... They, I've, I've been shazamming all the, the licensed American music this episode. A wow. band called Awaken I Am. The song is called Kin. It sounds like, you remember Crabcore? Wow. No. <laughs> it sounds like Crabcore. Um, I remember you're obsessed with Clowncore, but I don't remember Crabcore. That's, a, yeah, I, I was obsessed with Clowncore. You're not <laughs> wrong about that. Uh, fucking, that, that fight was just so intense. And they kept throwing out like these really brutal lines like, mm-hmm. I'm really done with your victim narrative and stuff like that. Like, that has to be a so, meme. That's so good. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's so cutthroat. So many <laughs> iconic lines this episode. Um, so, so Risiko comes into Kenny's room after the fight and she's like, hey, man, I'm really sorry about dragging you into all this. Sorry about this girl. Like, it's so, yeah. something about that was like... <laughs> weird to me that she was just like hey dude sorry we putting you through this because like she's got the the upperest possible hand oh yeah Nisako one haruka zero yeah yeah truly um and kenny tells risiko like hey i told her i'm not down and then risiko's like cool i'm gonna go i'm gonna go party now <laughs> to to eggman <laughs> to eggman what the fuck is eggman have you oh i was like have you been to eggman I'm, i've never no, been to you, eggman i've never <laughs> heard of eggman but dude we're going to eggman the next That's the time first we're in place Japan, i'm going <laughs> we're going to eggman i'm gonna i should <laughs> I, I looked I, it up i can't believe there's a I, you did okay yeah. i was gonna ask oh eggman tokyo east it looks like a rock music venue i thought it was gonna be wow, more of thought... like a club yeah i thought you know that club harlem yeah that's what i imagined it, at first yeah there's a club called harlem in tokyo and that's totally what i was imagining when she said she was gonna go party Ugh, i would love to go party in japan right now so jealous Same. yeah this totally looks like a rock club yeah, maybe like metal seem... is that what she's into I I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Like parkour music. Every single one of these photos is like dudes, like long-haired 40-year-old dudes <laughs> on stage with guitars. This yeah. is not as cool as I was hoping. <laughs> I don't think we need to go to Eggman anymore. I know. I wish it was more ratchet. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, but I do like Have the Have you heard Eggman. of Gas Panic? No. Where's that? It's like the most ratchet club in Tokyo. It's in Shibuya. Yeah, Gas Panic? <laughs> yes. It is so fucking ratchet. It's a crazy name. It's like three dollars to get in. Damn, that's nothing. Yeah, yeah. Because getting into look, looking <laughs> at these signs, getting into Eggman is like thirty five hundred yen. Oh, oh, that's the thing about partying in Japan is like everything costs like thirty five bucks to get in. It's true. And then if you have um, guest list, it's like twenty dollars. Yeah, it doesn't even help to, even, if somebody puts yeah. you down on the list. They're like, all right, cool. It's still going to be twenty bucks. And I'm like, to yeah. get into to womb. Okay, I guess. <laughs> um. So so. 
the an interesting thing about this this drama is watching it spread like virally throughout the rest of the house. So like mm-hmm. the first person to find out about it is Kaori, I think, because Haruka yeah. tells her about it. Um, right. And I I think it's a little dishonest how how Haruka frames it because she she says like yeah Kenny told me he doesn't have romantic feelings for me and doesn't see me as a potential partner and Corey's like eh she's like what like no yeah. way was he really that cold about it I can't believe he would be so harsh etc cetera, etc cetera. and it's like mm-hmm. Haruka left out the part where she said to Kenny hey I want you to be as straightforward with me as possible <laughs> she forced it out of him right she was like I want you to she's like give me the brutal unfiltered truth and then she got that and then mm-hmm. started telling people that he was being rude about it and it's like yeah. i mean oh, you know what it is though it's not that it's not that haruka haruka didn't lie she lied by omission like which i think is a really easy thing to do when you're venting to a friend and telling a story mm-hmm. about something shitty that happened to you like of course in her version of this story like it's not what she wanted to hear so. right yeah and so she's in the moment she's not worried about providing a fair and balanced version of both sides of the story for Mm -hmm. cowardly to impartially judge she's worried about i just got my heart broken and i feel bad about it and i need to vent to my girlfriend here to Mm -hmm. until i feel better and we're going to joke about me sending my guitar home and shit and it's going to be a therapeutic thing not like a judicial (laughs) thing yeah (laughs) that's true i completely saw it as a judicial thing so thanks for putting it into perspective (laughs) I mean, I just came to that conclusion just now because in the moment I was like, "This is fucked up." She's lying on his name. Right, <laughs> this is not right, cool. Right. Um, but I did. I don't know. It was kind of sweet, like watching. It was kind of sweet seeing Kaori cheer Haruka up a little bit. Yeah, and well, Kaori's like just a mom. Them. She is. She is. She's kind of not by choice has become the de facto mom of the group. She doesn't even have time to date anyone because she's too busy babysitting these two lunatics. Being a sponge um, to everyone's feelings. Yeah. Um, so what do you make of this thing? So so uh, the second person who finds out um, about the fight is Ruka because Kenny tells Ruka, hey, all this shit just went down. And now Risiko decided to dip and she's partying. She's at the club or at the guitar mm-hmm. club or whatever. And uh, Ruka's reaction was like, are you sh- are you cool with that? Like, are, is it okay that she went to the club by herself? It's late. The trains aren't even running. What did she do? She Uber there? Like, yeah. Is it- and I was shocked, I guess, because I'm like it, a few things. One, in my head, Japan is the safest place in the world. Like, I, yeah. I my instinct isn't she's going to get murdered. <laughs> um two like it was un- i guess it's sweet that ruka's worried about her but also it feels very like traditional kind of that he's like mm. no girls allowed to go to the club by themselves after midnight like why does he have a curfew but oh. i want to hear your reading on it i guess oh, I, didn't, I didn't think about that at all i mm. felt like oh ruka's stepping up to the man plate <laughs> okay it, i mean it was it definitely was the most nice. masculine moment yeah it is it is interesting that the most masculine moment we've ever seen for him was completely theoretical. <laughs> like, That's true. <laughs> like he, like he, there's a there's a line where he's like, "Oh, I should have come home earlier." I'm like, "What would have happened if you had come home, Ruka? <laughs> you were gonna true. stop. You were, Ruka was gonna stop Risiko from going to the club. Yeah, I bet that was gonna happen." Also, total, Risiko total could fantasy. literally like kill someone with her bare hands. <laughs> right. Yeah, the strongest person in the house is going to get stopped going to the club by the weakest person in the house. That's really what's going to happen. Okay. Ruka. Well, now that you say that, it's a bit embarrassing. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't buy him. Him like his masculine flexing on. Oh, I can't believe you. 
I would never have let her go to the club. I'm like, no, you would have like sat on the couch and turned purple because a girl looked at you three days ago and then nothing would happen. Um, I like how that's his point though. Everyone else in the house is too alpha and like thinks that they're right except mm-hmm. for Duca. And that's like Duca's biggest concern. It's yeah. Kind of sweet. Like I said, yeah, it's kind of, it is a little sweet. It's also yeah. a little, Concerning. I don't know. It feels, it's just, it's just like, I don't know. <laughs> Mind like your own wax dog. What yeah, kind of what? anime protagonist <laughs> bullshit? Um, anyways, next morning they get up. They're sitting around. Risco still hasn't come back from the club. Mm-hmm. Um, Ruka's gone. He loves to leave <laughs> all the time, I guess. Right. He went to Osaka. Like he's per- yeah, he's perpetually missing. There's there's a line where Kori, uh, it's because they're sitting around the, the dinner table and it's like Kenny, Shohei, Kaori talking about the drama and Kaori's like, how are we going to make it so both of them feel comfortable living here now? And Shohei's answer is, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's our job. Like, yeah. he's like, that's not our problem. Which is such a like feels like a very non-Japanese response to it. Like a very Shohei response is like, mm-hmm. it's, technically, I don't even have to care about it, so I don't. Yeah, goes to Taiwan once, doesn't <laughs> care after. <laughs> I do I do appreciate his point though also of like at the end of that conversation he goes like honestly I I don't think this is that big he's basically like this is not that deep you guys like it's not that big yeah. of a deal yeah he's like he says he says something about how this era of is so peaceful and <laughs> yeah. like he's like you know somebody there was a homicide like two weeks ago in this neighborhood so we should maybe count our blessings and I'm like you know what yeah I'm like, Maybe are they not is... in the richest neighborhood in the whole city, though? Yeah, I want to know more about this homicide. Like, <laughs> yeah, how is there what? a homicide in the Terrace House neighborhood? <gasps> right? But yeah, he's not um, wrong. No. Also, a total sidebar, Shohei has my favorite laugh on this show this season. Since you since you mentioned it in the beginning, I've noticed it's really yeah. cute. It's really, it's really uncontrollable and loud. Yeah. Um. So the 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 kind of i guess the 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 wrapping up of this conflict if or the, or the closest we get to one is risiko comes home and she's like hey haruka can i talk to you let's resolve this and kind of tries to extend an olive branch mm-hmm. and haruka's reaction is kind of like i don't think we need to try and pretend like we're homies like yeah i see i see no reason for us to clearly we have different perspectives on the world like and and i don't know i I guess i just feel like it's disingenuous for risiko to try and be like hey man let's bury the hatchet let's move on from this because like she Mm -hmm. got exactly what she wanted she embarrassed the girl she was competing with in front of the guy they both liked and then forced like a an ending to this conflict by making a conversation transpire where the guy told the other girl straight up, I'm not into you. Like she effectively won. And so mm-hmm. it's so easy for her to be like, Hey man, are we cool? We, are we still pals? Let's shake on it. Like we're not cool. Yeah. Like, Haruka still has it, a bad taste in her mouth. Yeah. And I think that's understandable. Yeah. Yeah. They'll never be um, friends. They won't. And that's fine. I, I, yeah. I just, I, I hope that this, um, I just feel like when situations like this occur, the easiest solution is somebody just leaves the house and i don't want that like i kind of want us to sit in this drama a little bit longer yeah be a little uncomfortable for a while yeah it's refreshing to have a a show this this usually calm be this crazy it's crazy though i've never been in a fight like that with anyone and it's crazy that it can escalate like that yeah (laughs) yeah i I guess it was just 
especially in this this context, like you could really see it on both of their faces in the fight that mm-hmm. they were for real, honest to God, pissed off. Yeah. Like just completely practically rolling their eyes at some points and, and just really scoffing at and even laughing at each other. It's it was a very real conflict. It, it felt it felt real mm-hmm. to me. But you've never experienced anything like that ever. No, I mean, I've lived with, you know, different people in college and mm-hmm. people will have little fights in your, here and there but nothing like that <laughs> where you're talking shit to each other's faces okay i've definitely had like at least one like like roommate fight like that really where, <laughs> yeah for sure where you're for yelling sure. at each other basically well but the thing is it felt like they were yelling because the natural volume of this show is like 1.5 decibels or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they were actually just like speaking their minds and not really backing down. Mm-hmm. So there were there were some barbs being exchanged, but it wasn't like a screaming fight. That's true. Anyway, some other shit happens in the episode, but none of it matters. <laughs> like none, none of it. I mean, sorry, I should say some of the shit the happens. The guitar thing. Like, yeah, none of it matters until the guitar thing, which yeah. I think would be the highlight of this episode if there was an enormous fight in it. Which she just has to be so dramatic. Yeah, <laughs> like Kari going to the clothes magazine and showing them drawings and checking out some new shirts is the thing that doesn't matter. The thing that right. extremely matters <laughs> is when Yusuke, the ukulele man from Aloha State, shows up. And the first thing Parker says to him is, hey, do you smell good? Oh my god, Yeah. <laughs> She's on a roll. Um, she is. She's. It's full. It's full rebound season. Um. I. So I didn't watch Aloha State. So I, like, I don't know this dude. I don't know Yusuke. So the catfish uh, thing. Did you hear? Her yeah, what, about what is that cat? <laughs> they referenced this catfish incident. What are they talking about? So Yusuke was in love with Lauren Sai. They mm-hmm. go on a few weird dates. Uh, he confesses his love to her way too early. She backs mm-hmm. away, says she doesn't love him, and then she flakes on their dinner date, and so he goes to the reservation wow. alone and then eats fried catfish alone Damn. <laughs> after getting rejected. Eating some flaky fish because he had met a flaky girl. It was the saddest, yep, saddest That scene. is dark. It was very okay, sad. Okay, so that kind of... That- that kind of helps give me some color for why this dude is like, I've never had a GF and I'm going to ask out every girl I meet until I do. Because that's basically his approach. He tells Haruka, he's like, I got to be way more assertive now. I'm I'm 20 years old. You know, I'm not getting any younger. Um, <laughs> if you're over this dude, by the by the time I come back in July, can we go on a date? Um, and she's like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, she is hella um, leading him on in this episode, so we'll see. You think where so? That goes. Yeah. Well, well, maybe maybe someone else, maybe some other girl will become interested in him, and then she'll actually reciprocate because we know how oh, she works at this point. Oh my god, that's so true. Um, All he needs to do is pretend like another girl is in love. <laughs> yeah, he's got a girlfriend who goes to another school, and she's really interested in him. He's yeah. just gonna make up a girl who lives in Canada or something. She doesn't have to actually <laughs> exist, and then. <laughs> Um, but the the episode ends with this really insane jam session that you were alluding to where yeah, so um, dramatic. Haruka and Yusuke are chilling on the couch. Kenny rolls in and then he's like, hey, I want to jam with you. And yep. they play an original, a Kenny original, which I <laughs> Honestly, believe is called. it was really good. It was so good. That was the thing that drove me crazy about it is because it was right on the tail end of a conversation where the peanut gallery was like kind of speculating that what if Kenny just got on the show to like promote his music <laughs> career? 
Yeah. So I went into that like poisoned against him. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe he is, you know, you never know what these, these this guy could be this guy could these musicians, you never know what they're up to. And then he busts out his guitar and he's like, honey flavored coffee. And I'm like, this song slaps. And I'm like, let me shazam this. His song is great. Yusuke's ukulele underneath it, his little ukulele solo freestyle, also great. So good. He's a good-ass musician. Yeah, they're both pretty incredible. But it results in this this devastating sort of tableau of Kenny on one side, Yusuke on the other, and Haruka between them just crying and trying to hide it. It's like one of the most intense Terrace House scenes I've ever watched. Truly. Yeah, she knows. She knows how good that scene will be and how it will live on forever, too. <laughs> that's true. That's okay. So that's kind of like the an last anime. thing I wanted to talk about. It was very, it was very cinematic, um, mm-hmm. and I kind of wanted to talk about like th- how meta this episode is and how meta this season is because there's so many conversations and moments in this episode that are talking about the the show and the perception of the show. Like the, from the peanut gallery talking about Kenny possibly being on the show just to promote his music career to Risako talking about Haruka saying that she comes across she knows how she comes across on the show because she's an actress mm-hmm. um, to to Haruka saying Risako is secretly smoking but hiding it from the cameras like mm-hmm. there's so much stuff in this episode that is about the show and the structure of the show and it just felt like this very reflexive like the drama was very real in this episode at the beginning and at the end I think but it was also mm-hmm. punctuated by moments where they're talking about how this show creates drama I just thought that was like an interesting mm-hmm. dynamic. Yeah, it it has to because you're relying on these other people to kind of upkeep an image slash like narrative mm-hmm. that you're heavily relying on for your career. It it's would stressful. It'd be crazy not to like. I wonder what it's like. Like they go into the house as 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 so oftentimes as relatively anonymous people, and then like. I guess week one or month one or however long it takes for them to produce the first episode, like all of a sudden overnight, these people are like getting, you know, hundreds of thousands of like Instagram followers and are just like suddenly Mm -hmm. probably can't walk down the street without being recognized. Like that's, that's a life changing thing that the show kind of previously has taken pains to not address, but it seems more comfortable with talking about now. Yeah. And everyone knows your business. Right. Dude, it's weird. Like, I, I started following Haruka on Instagram, and then I started <laughs> seeing comments from people that are, like, asking oh. her personal questions about what's happening on the show, which is bad for two reasons. One, don't do that to people. They're people. But two, yeah. it's, like, spoilers for me as a Terrace House viewer, and so I'm kind of thinking about, like, unfollowing her just because I don't want I don't want these spoilers. For They'll mention that in the show, too, like, about how people will look through internet forums and comments mm-hmm. and like either be negatively or positively affected, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I'm glad they address it because it seems like a very yeah. real component of this, this show and this lifestyle that this show creates. Um, it's anyways. different from being on like a American fake faker reality show where it's more yeah. removed, but, but yeah. Right. Like it's... when you think of the cast of an American reality TV show, it's like eight, people who moved to LA specifically because they wanted to <laughs> dive into this shit. And, and you know, it's fake. That's, right. That's not exactly how it feels here. Um, yeah. By the way, I I can't leave this out. I think one of the most fire lines in Terrace House history is Risiko saying to Haruka, if you're such a good actress, you could have acted less obvious in front of 
Like, god damn. Holy shit. What a brutal. If you're such she a good actress. She came in with the punches, dude. She she really did. What an awesome episode of TV. It was uh, so I am, good. As, as soon as we finish recording this, I'm going to go watch episode 10 because I can't. Yep. I can't. I've been waiting so long. I, I can't wait to see where things go from here. Same. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That was such a treat. That was a snack. That was a treat. That was a damn <laughs> was snack. A tr- <laughs> truly, it was a delict. I think that's something that Yama Chan would say was that it was delicious, is what he describes yes. the conflict as. That's exactly um, what he but- would say. Thank you guys so much for listening to yet another Terrace House Mafia. Um, and if you've made it to the end of this episode, this long ass episode of our show, and you enjoyed it at all, even a little bit, um, please consider leaving us a a review on iTunes. Um, it helps us out a lot, and we appreciate it a bunch. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening to Terrace House Mafia, and we'll do this again. Bye. <laughs>